the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself. I think he's going to cause some trouble today. Um, he's been itching to, to, to respond to something that has somebody called him out over the week. And uh, I know he's itching to get to, to come back and come after this. No, nah, I'm not going to say so much come after him, but give her his perspective on um, something that someone said about the current press secretary. I don't know why he's defending her. Um, <laughs> we're going to we're going to we'll get into that. Um, I'm hoping Congresswoman Mary Miller calls in today. Her and I have been going back and forth, but I'm, I'm sure she's probably tired because they didn't get to sleep. Because we have a speaker, Kevin McCarthy. If you've been listening to this show, you know that I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy. Um, I think what happened is I think what happened uh, was a was a much needed fight. Um, I think when you look at what they were able to wrestle away, what I don't get here's what I don't get here's what I don't get about this. Why keep a lot of the rules that Nancy Pelosi, former Speaker of the House now, that sounds so good, former Speaker <laughs> of the House, why continue to keep her rules in place when she ran that place like an iron fist? Now, l- listen to this. These are some of the key, key concessions that McCarthy and um, Gates and the, and the group of, uh, I think it was Chip Roy. I think he was more so the, the chief negotiator. Uh, I, I love that guy. I think I think Chip Roy has a huge future in American politics. But here's some of the things that the gang of 20, um, so, many, so many people, I was shocked, so many people are coming after this gang of 20 and uh, some of the ways that they were doing it. Any member can call for a motion to vacate the speaker's chair. Nancy Pelosi got rid of that. This was something, this was how they did business for decades. Nancy Pelosi didn't want to be challenged. So guess what she did? Nope, no, you, you have to have... Um, so this is significant because it would make it much easier than it currently is to trigger what is effectively a no confidence vote in the speaker. The the conservatives, guess what? They pushed for that. Um, McCarthy super PAC can't play in open Republican primary seats. I, I, I thought it was also club for growth that they agreed as well would stay out. The house will hold votes on key conservative bills, including a balanced budget amendment, congressional term limits and border security. Oh, 
Don't you think that this is something they should have been done been doing a long time ago? Um, efforts to raise the nation's debt ceiling must be paired with spending cuts. What's wrong with that? What? Why, why would McCarthy want to fight against that? Uh, move 12 appropriation bills individually. Not in the more of this omnibus. None of this 1.7 trillion bills. These, that will never happen again. Should these rules stay in place? Um, more Freedom Caucus representation on committees. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Including the House Rules Committee. That's where everything that's where everything starts, right there, the House Rules Committee. Cap disc- discretionary spending at fiscal 2022 levels. What's wrong with that? 72 hours to review bills before they come to the floor. Whoa, whoa, why were you balking against that? Give members the ability to offer more amendments on the House floor. Oh, what's wrong with that? Create an investigative committee to probe the weaponization of the federal government. Why not? Look, at we've seen what the FBI have done to the, the likes of Donald Trump, you know, different um, government entities. What's wrong with that? Restore the Holman rule, which can be used to reduce the salary of government officials. Verlon, I ask you, you mean to tell me those concessions, those key concessions held us up and Kevin McCarthy wasn't willing to, to bend the knee to that? What, did you see anything, anything that I just read? Did you see anything wrong with any of the things I, 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 I spouted off? No, I don't. Uh, I think it's good that you will have clean bills now. You know, you can vote on each one. So a lot of that stuff won't get passed. Uh, uh, special products, uh, projects won't get passed. But yeah, I don't really think he was fighting against each and every last concession that the conservatives wanted. I I just think that like maybe a sticking point would have been one person can bring him up as far as ousting him. Why not? That's kind of man. That's like Why? giving that's like giving one member as much power as the speaker. Good. He's being neutered. do your job. He's being neutered. Like like do you think the Democrats would have did that to their uh, well, they, nominee? Well, first of all, I mean they they get in line. So no, they wouldn't have. They right. get in line because they know the money. Is going to dry up. So they'll know. They wouldn't have done that. But Republicans, well, guess what? You do your job. You do what you said you're going to do. This whole, remember his whole new, his whole contract with America. You do your job and tell me who's going to come after you. If you're doing your job. I understand. Just because they, they call a vote doesn't mean you're going to be removed. They put him in a position. That's true, too. But they put him. Yeah, well, some Democrats can side with some Republicans and they he can be ousted. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. But they put him in a position where he has to come groveling to the conservatives now to get anything passed or not. Yeah. You know, he's in a he's in a no win situation. That's not going to rub Mitch McConnell the right way and establishment Republicans the right way. And I had a conversation with a with a friend of mine on the left that always tried to uh, tell me how Republicans should do their business. And I told him. When concert, when it's a lesser number of establishment Republicans where they can hold conservatives at bay and the conservatives have a greater number or, or just as great as the establishment where they can where they can stop uh, uh, the establishment from moving forward with anything. Yeah, they use it. Yeah, they use their power. OK, and that's what they and, did. And you're right. And, and guess what? Democrats show Republicans how to use their power. They really do. They do. They get it. They know how to use the power. And I guarantee you, they were sitting back. Now, the, here, here was my only thing that I had a problem with. Democrats looked all poised. 
ready to get to work. We looked like we were having a fight. Right. Uh, a fight for the nation. I'm okay with that fight for the nation. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you what was getting ready to happen. The Democrats, they're very calculating, Vilan. And I know you don't think six Republicans would have walked over and they would have been able to pick uh, a, 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 a Republican speaker. I mean, Democrats, they probably would have sent. I don't know how many they would have sent. But I guarantee you that they would have picked our speaker for us if Kevin McCarthy had not been the speaker. Well, I I, I don't think Jeffries or any Democrat would have been picked. I don't think. No, any, no, I'm saying they would have picked the Republican. But somebody that was far worse than Kevin McCarthy. The Republicans wouldn't have went for it. The, the conservatives wouldn't have went for well, it. How? They wouldn't have went how? for it. How? They have 213 votes. Yeah, but the they could have picked whoever they wanted. They could have put those votes on that Republican that they wanted, who they wanted. But well, the Democrats was locked. Imagine if Adam, Adam Kinzinger was still in or Liz Cheney. Well, Imagine the Democrats were lockstep. They were for Jeffries. If 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 the Republicans wouldn't have gotten their stuff straight, it would have been Jeffries. That's who they wanted in. But I'm gonna tell you what I heard. Go ahead. I'm going to tell you with all the calls that I got from Democrats that called me. Yeah. That we look stupid, childish, Ricky, Ricky. juvenile. You, you know, he <laughs> I, know he was I one know of he was them. excited. He said we look crazy. He said he wished they would have kept it going till Monday. Yeah. Because he he wanted to keep laughing at the TV screen. Yeah. You know, so we, we kind of look bad, but the conservatives got what they wanted. They got a neutered speaker, and now they can, they can make him do well, whatever well, they want. Mitch McConnell neutered him in the first year. Anyway, when Mitch McConnell allowed those Republican votes on that 1.7 trillion monstrosity of a of a ominous tax bill, or basically it's a tax bill coming. You know what? Um, Mitch Mitch McConnell neutered this new because oh. guess what, Vilan? Guess what? Get, get get guess where the budget starts? You give them a CR a continuing resolution to get through the next couple of of months. Now, guess who now is in control of the budgeting? Okay. Republicans, they for the first year that's done away with. I'm tired of hearing about these ominous bills. Like it just started with this last 1.7 trillion. Trump put, uh, uh, passed the ominous bill. Yeah. He didn't like it. You missed he passed my point. it. He said he won't do it again. All presidents have done it. Yeah, but did you see what was in this one? We've sent money to other foreign countries to deal with their border while we deal nothing with our border. You you said nothing. To the people of Arizona, to the people of California, to the people. Uh, uh, I mean, think about this, Vilan. Don't act like this border has always been secure. Is it, has it been secure before 2000? But what happened all with the Trump? way back with Ronald Reagan? What happened when Trump? He, uh, you, you mean you're, you're telling me that that former director Holman of ICE, uh, who said Trump did the best job when it came to securing our border? He did. So he did. We were on the right track. Remember Joe Biden? Come on here, everybody. Come on here. No matter where you're from, come here. And guess what? He got he, he got ousted. Yeah, yeah. He but Biden said, "Oh, I never, I never told people to come here." He's the president of the United States of America. He lied. You listening to Black and White? I'll take the calls when I get back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm Welcome back to Black and Right I'm Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker causing trouble. I had to go grab 
Dan Prof's last 120 life. Oh. Because I think it's going to be one of those type of days today because <laughs> Valon's on his leftism today. <laughs> his progressivism. Uh, your aunt, your your part time. You're part time progressive. No, I'm an independent thinker when it comes to certain <laughs> subjects. I told you, I'm not a social justice warrior. I'm a social issue warrior. Depending on the issue, I will agree with you. Depending on the issue, I will vigorously disagree. With so would you agree? Remember, I told you, it's not about so much the ominous, ominous bill, omnibus bill. Mm-hmm. It's about taking away. You talk about being neutered for the first year. Because this, this, that $1.7 trillion covers the first year. Mm-hmm. And imagine Kevin McCarthy coming in there with, with the power of the purse right now. Mm-hmm. And in three months or wherever, however long the continuing resolution lasts. Imagine the Republicans, the 87,000 IRS agents. What do you think is going to happen with that? Okay. Let me respond to that. Go ahead. How many votes does it take to pass a spending bill, like say if another ominous came or whatever package yeah. came, it has to go through the house first. Yeah, doesn't it take two hundred and eighteen simple votes? majority? Yeah, they don't. They didn't have that anyway. You got twenty people I'm that not was talking about the house. I'm talking about the Senate. I said, oh, I said Mitch McConnell. Okay, but it still can't get passed without it going to the house first. Yeah, so no that's spending where it originates. Right, it's supposed to. No, 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 no. That's constitutional. Well, guess what? I know, I know that. But you know, everybody comes up with bills. Now the president comes up with. With his his plan for well, whatever. You, he can come up with a plan, but okay, it starts the in the House. Too. Either way it go. Those 20, if they always stood strong, nothing could get spent okay. anyway. I'm not talking about in the House, though. Okay. I'm talking about prior to Kevin McCarthy assuming the speakership position. Right. When Mitch McConnell okay. passed, allowed those all 18, Repub- 18 Republicans mm-hmm. To, to to vote for that bill. Okay. That should have not ha- that should have never happened. He hurt, not one he, Republican. He hurt the in- incoming body. But he did. I understand that. But all his hell that got raised against uh McCarthy. He can't do anything about what happened in the past anyway. All he could do is tell people, I'm not spending nothing from this point on, and it wouldn't if those twenty would stand together all of the time. He couldn't pass it anyway. Okay, but okay, Villan, but okay. The, okay, you you're doing what ifs, what about them? That's what you're doing right now. You're doing the what no, ifs. No, I'm saying what would happen. No, no, that was not what would happen. It, it, you, 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 I think you're confusing the two with what I'm saying. Because now, I mean, not with, with whatever they agreed to. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about now. You talk. You said that that the twenty neutered him. Right. They didn't neuter him. Mitch McConnell already neutered. He got one year to be speaker, pretty much. I, I got. I, I have what you're uh, all saying. All we're going to see is nothing but investigations oh, for the next year. What I'm saying is, this fight didn't have to happen. I'm not talking about what Mitch McConnell did. I'm not talking about the deal that they made. I'm talking about this fight didn't have to happen because if those 20 were that strong, nothing can get passed in the future. <laughs> you're still anyway. missing what I'm putting out. I, I, I hear what you're you missing. Said. What I'm putting I, out, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not talking about the 20 because guess what? The, the 20 are, are the. the Right now, there's nothing that's going to happen. The 20 is not the problem. Okay. The problem is now, Kevin McCarthy cannot do anything. The only thing he can right. do, the only, no, the, the, you know why? I'm talking about sub, sub, substantive things. Right. The only thing that he can do pretty much is his committees go out and investigate people. Right. I'm talking about, you, do you understand the power of the purse? Do you yeah. understand? Yes. Because they would have led on what 
spending looked like. And guess what? If the if that if Chuck U. Schumer didn't like it, Mitch McConnell didn't like it. Guess what? They can't do nothing about I it. I know because of the House. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So he was neutered by Mitch McConnell. Allowing, and I'm still shocked. I, I was talking to the new guy that just took over here. I was talking to uh, Tom Cotton. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked at him. That shocked me that Tom Cotton would go and vote for a monstrosity of a bill like that. I, why? What? What's what? You look at the whole bill. Is he leaving? I, I don't know if Is he's. He leaving? I, I don't know if he's leaving or not. But. Look and see if he has any kind of. I tried book. reading it. It's four thousand pages, man. Well, you got to find out what what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. If he if he had some kind of special gimme, then that's why. Right, that's and then, your why. And exactly, uh, Blake Moore. And then the rules. Let, let me tell you something. The rules. Um, Mike Madigan only cared about two votes from the people in the state of Illinois in the General Assembly. You know what they were? What? Take a guess. Take a stab. I have no idea. A vote for him as speaker. And a vote for the rules package. Mm. Because now they control the rules. Did you see the DC Lauren Bobert in front of the um what do you call it? The um oh shoot. When you walk in, oh god, I have, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, a metal detector. Guess what? what? They were removed for house members. Nancy Pelosi put that in there because people like Bobert and all that carried while they were at the, in Congress. I heard something about that on the radio. Guess what? They're so glad it's it's gone now. Yeah. And guess what? That debate that they just had, there was more debate on that House floor the last couple of days <laughs> than probably all of Nancy Pelosi's tenure. Yeah. Think about that. That's true. Think about that. That's good. It's good to debate. It's good to have back and forth. Nancy Pelosi crushed that. She destroyed that, demolished that. No longer was it about debate of uh, the, the debate of ideas. It became whatever Nancy Pelosi wanted. She rough. She she pushed it through. Rough shot. But I have one basic question go before ahead. you go to the calls. If Democrats was to ever take take that back over the the House, they can change every last one of those rules back, right? Yeah. See, but so is so basically only thing Repu- they all do it. So only thing Republicans did was hinder their speaker, but re- Democrats are going to give their speaker back all the power. But, but Vilan, you say, okay, you, <sighs> and they going to spend Nancy the money again. Nancy Pelosi gave herself these I know. powers. And what, Get rid of them. And what do you think Jeffries is going to do? But guess what? I don't care what he, Jeffries. They, they're going to start spending the money all over again. Hopefully, he's never be, he'll never become speaker. It's going to happen. Hopefully the pendulum never, swings uh, back not, and forth. Not just yet. I, I do believe 2024 is going to be a, 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 a... I do believe that's going to be... Because you know why? Why? Chuck U. Schumer and and this blit, this I don't I don't want to say names I don't want to call names. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Biden. Okay, President. They're gonna overreach somewhere. Okay, and 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 because Illinois is already doing. It. We're gonna talk about this. What what Illinois passed in the in in the wee hours of the night? The gun bill, the abortion bill. Uh, I, I think there was something else about kids being castrated or something. Oh, I heard something. About yeah, that I, I got the bills. Then then and then then it sent us. The resolutions. Let, let's let's go to the phones real quick. Let's go to Mark from uh, Oakland. Mark, welcome to the Black and Right. Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. What's going you know, on? Jen, I, know, I know with uh, Tom Cotton, he's a warhawk. Yeah. Yep. See, all, I told about, you. It's all about defense, getting money for defense. He doesn't care about all the other stuff that's in there. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't never read it. No. I heard him on. Uh, I heard him on a show. Uh, on your station about a week ago, and and it was really lame. He had really nothing to say. All he cared about was the defense. 
and, and the people are uh, uh, second fiddle. Yeah. You know, it's sad. Yeah, Avalon really says sad. that all the time. I mean, and, and I, you say that all the time. Yeah, I said, Ru- Hawks don't care. Rubio, uh, uh, other guy. Uh, I, but Rubio I, didn't I, vote for it, did he? Yes, oh, he, he voted for it. Okay. Yes. If, you, know, if, you know what, Tom, the problem is there's a, there's a lot of the, with the Warhawks in that. They're all concerned about, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm getting after anybody, but, you know, the Middle East and Israel, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, they're getting they're getting a lot of money from different interest groups, and they're always trying to protect. Uh, you know, going getting more money for weapons. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's, that's true. true. And, and guess what? Um, I, I wouldn't have sent all all that money to to Ukraine. Ukraine got something on the Bidens. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I don't crazy. know about that. I, the, the money that crazy. we're sending. Guess what? America first. I'm sorry. I, I am an America. America first. Take care of what Chad, else us first. John, Ukraine is the most corrupt country in the world. Look at look at Biden and all the payoffs and the money yeah. money funneling through banks. And and they were even they were at they had a civil war going on. Yep. They were after their own people. Yep. In fact the president of Ukraine, he had uh, his competition who he was running against, he put him in jail. Yeah. <laughs> no democracy. It's yeah. a joke. That's true, but like, hey, but, thanks but so much for calling, Mark. They're guilt shaming you on almost every station, left yeah. and right. Listen, I if get you it. don't, if you don't stand for Ukraine, I see it all the time, even yeah. on Newsmax. Yeah. If you say anything about not giving money over there to help those people, yeah. you the bad I guy. I get it. I get. I get what they're saying. Uh huh. You know, you, I get what they're saying. I just don't trust it. I mean. Is there any accountability to where this money is being spent? No. Do we know where the money's going? Do we know what if it's really being spent on for what? No, we're just writing a blank check. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in blank checks. You listen to the black and white. Mike Creep Puff Jim. Oh, hey, no. Keep Jim and Mike hold the line. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and now my buddy, my pal. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> would you be considered establishment? Dennis Revelletti, former state rep. <laughs> You there? I, I think I'm on here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, you know, John, thank you uh, for having me again. Hey, no problem. You were talking about who's the establishment, who's not the establishment, and who's conservative, not conservative. I guess that's all based on the person asking the question. So uh, when I started out in politics in 1991, uh, as I've said, when Verlon was gracious enough to have me on, I was a kid who was just a political science major at Eastern Illinois University. Just trying to find my way. Yeah. I'm not. My parents weren't involved in that. My grandparents weren't. Uh, my great grandparents who came over from uh, Europe weren't. So, you tell me, John. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm just a person who happens to be a, a resident, elected official, trying to do the best I can on behalf of uh, our residents here. So, yeah. thank you for having me on. Hey, okay, you saw everything that happened. Do you think those 20 Republicans, those hardcore conservatives, do you think they did the right thing by starting this fight? 
and, and getting what they got and neutering. And I'm going to say I think they neutered the new speaker. What do you think? Why didn't they do this behind closed I, doors? That, that's a fair question. This is this wasn't new that they had uh, control of the chamber or that they had enough votes to, to elect a speaker. So you didn't ever see Nancy Pelosi have these issues. No. When AOC and the squad all said, hey, we're taking our votes and we're not going to even talk to you. How did that all work out? Yeah. Did we ever hear anything about it? No. Nope. I'll tell you what happened. Nancy Pelosi took AOC in her office. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And everything worked out. These are things... <clears throat> That are you pay you elect your state representatives and congressmen and everybody else that are those deals are the ones that are are we pretend that they're cut behind in yeah. you know closed doors and smoke filled right. rooms that whole imagery but you elect people like myself and how John served you elect us to go pick our leader you elect yeah. us to go vote on rules that's what you're paying us to do but to have uh, this spectacle to me yeah. It did a disservice to every Republican throughout the United States. It was a clown show, and it could have easily been avoided <laughs> by having all these discussions and debates behind closed doors, work out what you want, instead of embarrassing the Republican Party from the jump. Yeah, but we're talking about Republicans, though, Dennis. You know this. Right. You're snatching like the show. You're snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. You squeak one through. The red wave never showed up. You still won. You still won the gavel. And instead of being able to actually govern, you're going to fight how to govern before you get to the hard stuff like the debt ceiling yep. and investigations and looking forward to how do you uh, pass a budget? What what's the next steps for Ukraine? I know you guys were talking about that. Yeah, these are all things you need committees for. Right. You need appointments to. You have to actually govern. Yeah. There's an election, and then there's governing. Right. But 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 it, think about what we're talking about. We're talking about the House. Isn't debate part of part of that? I'm, I personally, I was, I was hoping that this was this would have been taken. If if the Republicans can learn one thing from Democrats, stop airing your dirty laundry out in public. Correct. Democrats, you listen. They. Hakeem Jeffrey doesn't have one white male in his leadership team. You don't think the Democrats... He doesn't? Were, none. You don't wow. think they were upset about that? Wow. But guess what they did? They fought about it. Guess what? Did you hear about it? No, I didn't know. Yeah. But I was going to ask you something, and Dennis reminded me, I almost forgot. What do you think is going to happen now, since everything is clean bills and one by one, with the debt ceiling? Well... What do you think uh, that was happen? part of the negotiation, right? It, right. That it, it had to be the spending cuts uh, attached to the raising of the debt. Right, field. but the conservatives want the ability to add all these amendments. You don't think the Democrats will add amendments? Of course they will. So you open up the process to pretend that you control the process. Which was the process before Nancy Pelosi became Speaker, though. Correct. And so really things aren't going to change all that much. Right. They, they really aren't. Right. And so... It's back to pretend world. They have pretend <laughs> victories, and here we go. Let me let's let's go to Ashley from Ashley. What's going on, Fruega? Hey, hello, hello, guys. What's going on? So, I have I have a different opinion than the person who's just on the phone, and the reason that is is because the people who elected these representatives wanted to see that they were going to do what they wanted them to do. They wanted to see that these rules were going to be implemented, but they would fight for them. That is what the House of Representatives is for. So when I saw those 20, what they call defectors, 
not just immediately give McCarthy what he wanted. I'm like, good. Make him work for it. Make him make those concessions. Hold his feet to the fire. And if he doesn't do what he said he was going to do, then there should be consequences to that. Where is the responsibility? Also, some of these rules that go into play take power away from individual representatives, which makes them less desirable to donors, which was a huge part of this. Well, that's why, Nancy Pelosi controlled the money. that's why Nancy Pelosi controlled. That's why she was so powerful. She controlled the money, you know. So thanks so much for calling us. Fuega. Got to get you back in here in the studio. Thank Bye, you. Uh, I wanted to get your, your your take on that, Dennis, when we get back. Uh, look at you. You you ready to bite the bit, aren't you? <laughs> uh, phone lines are blowing up. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. You listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker. Dennis, what, what, what was your nickname we came up for you? You used to call me the prosecutor. The prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prosecutor's in the house. So uh, what do you think? of you, you were saying something to break and then to Ashley's comment. Um... As the, the last caller that we took, you have going to respond to that. Look, you have a, a very conservative wing, as you will, with any group of 200. I don't know if it's 222 or however, whatever the number is. They didn't. They had the, every opportunity to put their name. Where was Matt Gates's name to run for speaker? He didn't have the votes. No, nor, nor did he want to have the votes. He wants to be famous, just like Bobert and the rest of them. Oh, now Marjorie Taylor Greene's a sellout, right? She remember yeah. she was a darling of the conservative movement. Now she's a sellout from but, the. But 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 she's Dennis. part. I guess she's part of the establishment, like me. But Dennis, I mean, I mean, Gates did do this. There is no greater country than America. There is no greater president than Donald J. Trump. Give us the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even finish it. Right. Then he sent a text message out, and, and he, it was fundraising. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. I, but let me, let me uh, tell you. Marjorie uh, Taylor, she's Trump. Trump, 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 and everybody knows it. And guess who made phone calls behind the scenes? Donald Trump. So is he a sellout, too? I, I, I don't know. It, it depends on what people decide on that. The fact of the matter is the goal to become speaker, which we have talked about, John, <clears throat> even during my candidacy for state senate, mm-hmm. is to get more people than less. Right. And once you get the gavel, pick the person to hold the gavel, then adopt the rules, the two most important votes people will have. If you want to negotiate things in the rules, that's fine. But each one of these members, who the 21 people who held out, and I met Byron Donaldson from, or Donalds from, Florida, nice enough guy. He's got a bright future. They knew they couldn't win. This was part of the negotiations, but the negotiations were held on the congressional floor. And now we'll, well see I, what I, happens no, no, with the I, rules. I do, I do think prior to there was negotiations. McCarthy, okay, he there. there's some fault that lies at McCarthy's feet, too. What? He should have never allowed it to get there. I mean, he. you want to be the speaker, control, learn how to learn how to operate as the speaker. And, and, and I mean, there's a lot that lays at his feet. I told you, this, this is one of the reasons why I don't, he's squishy. And this is he's what, squishy. He's squishy. He's not a fighter. But this is what I was trying to explain to John earlier. Those same 20, if they held strong on every little issue that comes up, 
He can't do anything anyway. Right. Then the Republicans will actually be in the minority, and they won't have the gavel for very long. That's true. Now they will be judged in a few days, in a few weeks. Nobody will pay any attention to this. This will be a footnote in Wikipedia. But now what will the Republicans do? How will they govern? Let's look at what the speaker does now. Either you want to figure out how to govern yeah. and put bills over to the Senate yeah. to hold them accountable, or that just keep fighting it out and let Hakeem Jeffries take maybe five, six, seven votes with him, then he'll pass legislation yeah. to That's exactly over. what, the, you know, that's what's going to That's what happen. he was saying earlier. They, they can't, they can't govern. All they can do is committee work. Right. That's it. No, because of Mitch McConnell. What's going to happen now is all types of investigations. That's Inves- what I'm saying. That's it, it. Investigations by the House. And the Senate is talking about doing a lot of investigating, too. So it's just going to be investigations going back and forth for the next yeah. Oh, oh against, against Trump in the Senate? Yeah. Let's go to the phone line. <laughs> Let's go to Larry from Oak Forest. Larry, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. Great show. Thank you. I, I was just asking... Um, you mentioned Hakeem Jeffries, uh, and I read in the paper and the news today that his speech was, uh, he didn't, it wasn't unscripted. He just let it off his head. I, I mean, I'm a uh, conservative, but he was pretty impressive. If it, it, I think they're grooming him to be the next Obama. Would you guys think so? Oh, oh no. I, that, that wouldn't shock me no. at, at all. That man can't speak as good as Obama. No, he, no, he speaks no, like no, a robot. Nobody can speak as good as Obama. Man, no, you gotta uh, give yeah, Obama but he doesn't that. stutter like uh, Obama. But Obama was just smooth. Mm. Even with his, yeah. if his little bit of a stutter, he he runs rings around uh, Hakeem Jeffrey. That man yeah, but, sounds but, like but, a robot. But I think what he's saying is, are they prepping him to be? No, but I think he's being prepped to be the next speaker. Yeah. And he's already showing leadership. He's showing the ability to take command and control <laughs> immediately. He remained very cool throughout the process. That, and I said, and, and, and sometimes in losing... That's how you win. That's how you win. And he sat there. He knew he was not going to win. He knew eventually he was. He he may have a chance to win, but his opportunity on the world stage in the people's chamber. Yes, he took full advantage of it, and everybody gave glowing speeches about yep. him yep. and what his background is, yep. where he and his family came from, to where he is today. And it's, it's a, again, it's a very compelling story. McCarthy has a very compelling story, also. Yes. But we don't know anything about that. You know but, why? Because we know about the battle thanks, to, get, to get him over the hump to get his 216 yeah. votes. Clear the calls. Let's go to Mitchell. Mitchell, you got about a minute. What's up, buddy? Thanks for holding. Uh, first of all, no problem. First of all, regarding you know Ukraine, uh, in the most corrupt country in the world, number one, you're never going to find out the truth. Trump talked about how corrupt they were. And regarding uh, the Israelis, they're not going to give them one uh, armed tank. You know why? Because the Azov Battalion are a bunch of Nazis. So what, what's the point here? Because it's a, because they do got something on Biden, and it's the taxpayers that are basically, you know, flipping this bill. And you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? Hey, Daddy-O. It's you. I hear you loud and clear. Nice CD, man. Yeah, nice CD, brother. Thank you. Thanks for the Thank CD. Thank you for a lot. <laughs> Thanks so much. I'm, I tell you, I'm coming in with oh, a shirt that says quick, Daddy-O. Quick question. All right, Mitchell. For both of y'all. Well, since you were, since they hit the caller wanted to talk about Hakeem Jeffries becoming the next president, Tim Scott, Hakeem Jeffries, who who wins? Ooh. 
I, Tim Scott doesn't have the moxie. Yeah. He doesn't have the charisma, the, the personality. He can develop it. Yeah. If he runs if against that guy. Now, if you don't have it now. He, he's funny, though. He doesn't show the funny side. Uh, you listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker and the prosecutor, Dennis Rebelletti. Um, yeah, I, I, I was looking for the clip. You, you said Tim Scott. You know who I really like, and I hope he, run, I oh. hope he runs for governor oh. of Florida, and he's going to win, Byron Donalds. I hear Sean talking about. I, I, I can't find the clip. I thought I sent George the clip where he said, "Are you worried about retaliation?" He says, "I'm six two, two hundred seventy five pounds. I'm not worried about nothing." Wow, that kid. I'm telling you, by oh, I know who I, they was talking to him yeah, a lot on Newsman. Interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. So John, I had a I chance to meet him. Yeah. Went to Florida State, so you know that's where my huh. son goes. Yeah. I'm throwing him a shout out. He's on his way back to nice. school right now. Be careful. Um, <laughs> He's a great speaker. Yeah. He spoke in DuPage County. He w- it was hosted by some local politicals and some business people. When he and, called Illinois out, he did call Illinois out. But he said, all, "When he, I think, and I read an Illinois review about how he said the people in this room don't help win elections. Well, that's true and false, and he knows that. But it, you yeah. had to play up to some bigger pictures. You need everybody to win as a Republican, but we don't want that. If you want, again, we talk about purity tests here all the time. Yeah, yeah." Uh, but Byron is definitely somebody who who has the the charisma, and that's the thing we have to talk about Boom. is charisma. Yes, and people connecting. And I, as I've said before, I, I've never had a chance to meet President Obama. I wish I I do have the chance at some point. He's very charismatic. He's very personable. But I have told you before, John. I met Rob Bogoyevich as governor. Mm-hmm. Extremely personable. Yes, I know that. Likeable. Yes. I, I, Still to this day, I, people tease right. me all the time because I said on the morning answer when I met him and we talked at the L station, I was smitten with him. Yeah, I, smitten. And we got to hang out, hang out with yeah, him. Yeah, uh, he is a likable person. Nights, was it? It was a. But I don't. A I don't places. see Hakeem Jeffries as a presidential candidate. No. Uh, Tim Scott definitely is taking a look at stuff. You might see him in Illinois pretty soon because yeah. that stuff's going to start ramping up, right. and Illinois is going to be very important in helping. He select. said he didn't want it. I, well, I don't buy that. Yeah, well, of course know. he's going to say that. But uh, there are a lot of people going to start testing the waters. And Illinois, from a primary perspective, is extremely important in, in, in picking our presidential nominee. Especially now that it's earlier. Well, except Michigan beat us, right? That's true. He, Michigan became the first Midwest state to, to hold the election. Uh, you know, I, I, I really like um, Byron Donalds, man. And I, I tried to get him on the show this week. So he may come on next week. I tell you one uh, thing. You know, his people are talking. My, my, I'm talking to his people to get him on next he week. He didn't vote present. He voted for, he voted for himself too. Well, that, it was, that was when I all mean, the crazy. That was a historic moment, though. <laughs> you, I mean, now, now, now a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, you here we go talking about being black," but that was a historic moment that has never happened before yeah. in politics. Two black men nominated for Speaker of the House. Right. So, for those who believe that everything is racist, and you had the Republican and Democratic Party voting for two African American men black. for Speaker, black <laughs> men for Speaker of the of the House of Representatives, yeah. the left for the say, United States of America. The left will say that's not enough. It's, it, there's well, not enough push. diversity. I'm just I'm just saying it doesn't matter. I understand what they would say about Byron. I understand how, what would happen if he did it. I understand what he would be called. That happens, as I saw with John personally on the House floor, how he was treated. 
But the fact of the matter is it is a historic moment. So nobody is taking into account people's background when it comes to your race or ethnicity. People are trying to judge people based on their backgrounds and ability to get to, now, again, 218 votes or 16 votes. To, to your point, listen to what Cori Bush, Congresswoman, uh, this is what she said about Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop. See? Despite, despite being black, he supports a policy, policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. See? His name being in the mix is not progress. It's pathetic. See? Are you serious? I told you. If you're a Republican, you, you shot. Now, if you're, especially if you're a black Republican. Uh, well, right. I told you. There's a difference between being a black conservative and being a black Republican. Of course. People can deal with you as a black conservative. They don't want to deal with you when you, call, when you put that R, that scarlet R. Republican behind your name. Right. That's when they really come after you. They can deal with you having conservative ideas and I, you know, stuff like that. But hold to the party apparatus. You're nothing. You're you're a joke. You're a prop. You know I dealt with that. You listening to Black and Right? Hour two coming up. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour 2, Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. If you missed the first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast so that you don't miss a show of Black and White Radio. Uh, while you're at it, please go and follow me um, on YouTube. I have to... Uh, it's a little, little heartbreaking. I have to create a new YouTube channel, Black and White Radio 2.0. I'm on Rumble. I'm on uh, all every social media platform you can think of. You can type in Black and White Radio, and you can please give me a like and a follow or subscribe. And um, yeah, um, Valon, let me let me get these two calls off the air because Valon is getting ready to show his progressivism again with this next segment. Let's go <laughs> to Michael from the South Side. Michael, that's exactly what it's about, Blakemore. Michael, <laughs> hey, well, good afternoon, John, Valon, and How you uh, thank you all for taking my call. No problem, brother. What's going uh, on with you? I, I have to assume that Representative Matt Great, G- Gates and Representative Marjorie Tina T- Taylor Green are not stupid people. Yeah. So I have to assume that those representatives and the other Republicans who held out against uh, McCarthy had a reason. Uh, is it possible that they knew something about this guy that the rest of us didn't know or was not reported? Well, that's a good question. I, I mean, I don't know. Rebelletti, Vlon, you, you guys. You can always speculate, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. Right. That would be speculation. I just yeah. think that they don't believe he's conservative enough, and, and he is somebody who would be, depending, again, who's judging, a moderate. And as I always talk about in my years of governing, Governing is different than the political part. Big time. And the elections are now over, and you have to have somebody who has to deal with the most moderate or left-leaning representative in the caucus 
all the way to the most ultra-conservative, and that's the job of the speakers to bring all of those people together, herd the cats, and make sure there's enough votes to pass whatever the agenda is for that particular party. And the name I heard quite a bit was Representative Bacon out of Nebraska, who would be considered extremely a rhino moderate, but even where Democrats would consider crossing over to put him right. in versus McCarthy. So we can speculate, but I just think that they thought he wasn't conservative enough, but they didn't have enough votes to bring up a conservative candidate to get across the I, finish line. I think a lot of those people also felt some kind of way with him. Didn't he vote for the J6 committee or something like that? He voted uh, part of, he was part of the, you know what stuff. And I mean, somebody created a whole list of the reasons why they didn't like Kevin McCarthy. I just didn't like him because I didn't think he was a good leader. Well, they, they were mad about what he initially said after everything went down. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling, Mike. Uh, let's go to Jim from South Elgin, also a sponsor of this very show, Black and Right Radio. Welcome. Well, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, Happy, year, happy New Year. Hope you guys have a good time, and let's have better success politically this year coming up. But anyways, within this uh, 1.7 bill that was passed, there's a little provision there starting in 2026. They have to have a safety device that will passively monitor the, the performance of drivers. And if it's deemed that they're too uh, out of control, they can remotely turn off the car. What? Yes, it's called a safety device. There's something to that effect. What? And it's in this bill. I think I sent you a How's copy. How's that constitutional? Of well, that's in there. Revelady, how's that constitutional? You have 4,000 pages of garbage that nobody reads. Well, I, I can't imagine that, that it would, anybody would allow the government to simply be able to follow you around, which right. is why we've looked at different mileage taxes so the government doesn't know where you're traveling uh i I would be i would be uh, interested in taking a look at that i know that a lot of um different uh insurance companies do that they'll give you breaks if you if like all state and these guys have these special you have to buy into i mean you have to sign up for it correct and then they give you discounts so you're acquiescing but i just can't imagine that the government had that big of a reach without even the ACLU jumping in and say, hey, you can't track people's whereabouts. <laughs> they probably don't know what's in it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's that was true. Published in the Federalist Papers. The, right. the Federalist.com? Uh, well, Federalist paper. I, oh. I sent you a copy. I'll send you one. Okay, yeah. But anyways, also here locally, there are some parts of Chicago and Cook County, the private taxes went up as much, 200% Pilsen and Rogers Park and others like this. Yeah, I talked about that yesterday when I sat in for Dan on the morning show. Uh, like in some yeah. communities, I think it went up 43% in like Latino uh, communities, 43%. And that's why they held back that tax bill before the election, because they didn't want, they didn't want people to get scared. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was the, they didn't want people to vote Republican. Yeah. Exactly. It was a November surprise. Exactly. So you're right. That's, that's again, again, but you, I mean, definition of insanity, right? Voting for the same people, nothing about your plight or nothing about your 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 environment changing, but you continue to send, send these same people to Springfield in D.C. over and over and over again. Uh, yeah. th- thanks so much That's for calling. When I make an Urban Talk Radio. That's right. <laughs> thanks so much so, for calling us, Jim. All right, Jim, happy New Year, Jim, thanks, hold Sam. on, listen to the show because Valon's getting ready to go to his progressivism again. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. We did a lot of talk. How many minutes do I have left? I don't see anything on the clock. Uh, uh, 16, I believe it is. Six? Five sixteen. Okay, five sixteen. Yeah. I mean, you, you could. Uh, I got you. I'll give you the other segment, too. All right. <clears throat> well, I'm going to have to take this commentary to the schoolyard. Oh, boy. Because I got a question for you. When somebody 
the bully or whoever else, somebody just doesn't like you for whatever reason when you're a kid. If they walk up to you and just hit you in the jaw, do you run and tell the principal? Do you take it and walk away? Or do you hit back? Well, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s. And uh, I was taught to hit back. So, first We want the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. No truth handler, you. I deride your truth handling abilities. Will you get to the point? Yes. Only I could have executed such a masterpiece of electoral fraud. And I have the records to prove it. Here, just look at these. Each one a work of Machiavellian art. Hmm. But why? Because you need me, Springfield. Your guilty conscience may force you to vote Democratic, but deep down inside you secretly long for a cold-hearted Republican to lower taxes, brutalize criminals, and rule you like a king. That's why I did this. To protect you from yourselves. Now, if you don't mind, I have a city to run. Bailiffs, place the mayor under arrest. What? Oh, yes. All that stuff I did. Okay, now that was commentary from the true Sideshow Bob. Now, I want you to hear from Jean-Pierre. Okay, so we are rounding out another big week here at the White House and a lot of great news for the American people. The president traveled to Arizona, underscoring how his economic plan continues to create jobs, revitalize American manufacturing, strengthen our supply chains, and give families more breathing room. For the first time in almost two years, the national average gas price is lower than its level was one year ago. Senator Warnock will continue representing the people of Georgia. He ran on the president's message, we must strengthen Social Security and Medicare, lower prescription drug costs, and protect a woman's right to make her health care decision. Now, the original Sideshow Bob, he sounds angry. He sounds like a Republican, but pointed. Jean-Pierre sounds like a Democrat, pointed, calm, and sweet. Now, you tell me... Now you tell me you where the hots for her. Tell me where their ideologies link up or sound the same. They don't. Now I may be a fool for some women, but I'm not an old fool. I'm not gonna let someone tell me that the sky is falling when it's not. The bottom line is that leads me to believe you're only calling her sideshow Bob because of her presentation, because of her hair. And I've heard the same comment used against young black men with the similar hairstyle, with the dreads shaved off on the side, braids shaved off on the side. So miss me with the nonsense. This woman doesn't pass legislation. She's doing a job. She's not an elected official. Just like you or me or whoever. It's stuff at work I don't like to do. I don't agree with. But I do it because my bosses tell me I have to do it. So it's lowbrow. This is the reason why I said schoolyard lowbrow and juvenile to go after this woman because of how she looks period and about my head this beautiful noggin that i have oh it's got many women into the mood they rub it like a crystal ball they get their fortunes told and their dreams come true enough about my sex okay then we go finish this when yeah. we get back. Yeah. All right? Because mm. I got something for you. Listening to Black and Right. I got something for you for this. Because we started it on Sean Thompson's show, and we're going to finish it here on Black and Right, where we can really have this conversation at great length. We'll be right back. 
This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Something new. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Open up shop. Oh. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Before the break, the troublemaker was, um, was that your love letter to KJP? Well, Part of it. I just I respect her yeah. as an individual. She's taking a lot of heat for no reason and being called names for no reason. Huh? So you know, I, I you know I'm a guy. I could take it. You do know that's the that's the nature of that job. Well, whatever. And we're gonna get into it. Go it's low hanging fruit. Go ahead and finish it. But like I said at the end of the last segment, enough about my sexy. Let's get down to business. I never thought you people, you listeners, would have me agree with this man. One cannot truly understand. America without understanding the historical experience of black people in this nation. Simply put, to get to the heart of this country, one must examine its racial soul. Though this nation has oh proudly God. thought of itself as a ethnic melting pot, Holder? Oh. in things racial, we have always been, and we, I believe, continue to be, in too many ways, essentially a nation of cowards. This man was a visionary. Oh, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, he said this, and this holds true today. We are a nation of cowards because we don't want to talk about race. Now, let me tell you something. If what Dan and Amy for the last past three years didn't get you upset, get you out to vote, nothing will. So why are you getting upset with me? Because for the last two months, I've been talking about race. Well, honestly, I'm trying to upset you to get you out here to talk and to vote about issues because what's keeping us separate, what's, what's beating you down, keeping you on defense, is when the left comes at you about race. And you don't know how to engage. You don't. Only thing you know how to talk about is politics. Did somebody cheated that? You need to go out here and mend some of these fences. And talk about this this race problem that we have because we do. It's been burning since the, the beginning of the time. You done? Go ahead. I, I want you to. I want Vilan. you to engage me. Okay. As it relates to KJP, where were you when Sarah Huckabee Sanders was called all type of fat, slob, and ugly? Did you did never you, heard? Wait, it. Uh, oh, you never heard it? Mm-mm. Oh, 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 oh. I, I, I have a feeling. I have this strange feeling. Where were you when they were talking about uh, Kaylee McEnany? You heard that? I heard she, she was beautiful. Yeah. I said she was beautiful. Yeah, you probably, but they still had names. They talked about her. They called her dumb. They no. called her a liar. Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh, so 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 KJP smart. Wait, hold on. Time out now. Now you got you had your you had your a segment and a half. I got you. So you, I have a feeling that because KJP may be on the darker shade, that's your true reason why you're defending her because because there was no defense. For Kaylee McEnany, there was no defense because if this is about just defending people from calling people's names, um, where was your defense for them? Did you ever defend them on Twitter? Did I say anything about her skin? No, no, no. I said did hair. You, I explained you, myself. Okay, but hair. okay, but uh, calling people uh, fat and ugly, um, stupid. Uh, where was that? And, and 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 the truth of the matter, Sideshow Bob and KJP have the same kind of hair. How is that? I don't think that's racially, I don't think that's racial at all. I don't think that's no racism in there. We're the only people on this planet with that type of hair. 
No, we're not. No, yes, we are. That, no, yes, we are. You, you don't know, you, Valon. You know there are white people with naps. You should show me. Show, no, not unless they mix with black. Oh my god! Oh my. One drop of black blood makes you black. You Vallon, know how it is, Valon. But you, you still never answered the question. See, you, 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 you deflected that. No, I answered was it. it what is your defense of KJP? Is it because she's black? Because of the Just, hair? No, no. Answer the question. I did. You didn't. You said it's because of the hair. I said it. The same okay. the same name calling was said against black men with the same similar hairstyle. Wait, like hold, her. Hold it's on, not hold on. and those black men don't get up in front of cameras out, and say anything about anything. Okay, listen. One cannot truly understand America without understanding the historical experience of black people in the So yeah. how is so he's talking about race and color yeah. and you're saying that your defense of her is not because she's black. No. Tell me, and you just made your whole your whole monologue was about blackness. It's about the hair. Okay, you. Then you, oh, are you listening to yourself? Yeah. You just said only black people have that kink of hair. Okay, let me explain. Yeah, since, 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 since you're going all around. No, no, I'm not. I played. I, I played Sideshow Bob. His ideology, an angry Republican, basically, is what he was. I played K. Uh, John Pierre. Her ideology is left or Democrat or progressive. Nothing of how they think is the same. So the only reason why you can call her Sasho Bob is because her hair looks like similar to his hair. And he's a fictional character. Yeah, but he's not beloved. <laughs> he's not real. He's not beloved. It doesn't he's matter. It's a, it's, a na- it's a put down. See, you didn't get that from the other week. What I was talking about put downs. Put downs doesn't help your argument. Make a cogent argument on ideals like I did, and you can prove your point without name calling. Uh, um, um, counselor, yes. Uh, throughout your whole political career, your your career as an attorney, um, how many put downs have you had to endure? I can't even <laughs> let you know how many those are. They're being especially thousands. being that you're Italian. Right. Well, that starts things out, and then you just kind of go from there. And being short, that that doesn't help out. And so, Napoleon, there's plenty of uh, of put downs that come with it. Uh, people have to deal with all kinds of different things, and it's difficult, especially when you put yourself in the public eye. That's right. And once you put yourself in the public eye, and once you put yourself into that po- political theater, then you are going to take things that nobody should have to take, nobody should have to deal with. But that's how this world is. That's how this world will continue to be. And nobody deserves it. Fall wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Where, were you, wait, where were you when Candace Owens went through the treatment she went through? I defended Karen's on, on, huh? uh, uh, Candace Owens. I defended where? them in public with real people face-to-face. Okay. Face-to-face. Why are, you, why, why are you calling her all kinds of coons and every other kind of name in the book? Wh- what reason do you have to call her those names? And guess what? Wait, wait, wait. You called in a, You called in for Phil? Phone a bro. Are you serious? Phone a bro. So I proved myself. People know I defended Candace Owens. Okay, but Valon, v- v- I think, I think, I don't do name calling. That's just, I don't do it because I don't like it. I, I just, I don't like it. But I still believe people should have a right to do and say whatever the heck they want and suffer the consequence from what you say. And I have the right to call them out. Okay, calling them out will do what? Doesn't matter if it, it. Let me tell you something about me. I'm from the streets, man, and I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give all of these people a little bit of advice, especially when you in the big seats, in the in the in the uh, what they call it the uh, the big pay box seats. Yeah. 
don't punch down. Okay. Because if you're the man, why would you punch down? And when you do, you hit the ground, you can break your wrist because the ground doesn't give. Vilan, so don't punch down. What what was it? What was it that Morgan punch Freeman? Up. What was it that Morgan Freeman said? Racism will stop if we if it, what, he, what was his what was his comment? Morgan Freeman. I have to. I'll, if we I'll, look at each other as human beings instead of color, right? But let me ask you but, something. But is that the prism you look at life through? No. What I would. No, I'm, a, I'm asking. What I, I listen, listen, and, and this is what upsets the left all of the time. When you say, "Okay, as a white person, I see this guy's character, and he's a black man," am I glass? When you look at me in my glass and my see-through, so you so stop it. That's this is the reason why ideologically the left laughs at us. Because this is what they say. So you don't see that I'm a black person standing right here? You have to see my blackness first. I've said that. You know I have said that on the show. I know you have you to see I've my blackness this. first before I open my mouth. What, what, so what, stop what, being you, silly. You don't have to do that. You don't well, have to do that. If it's a, a a a group of white guys in the room and I walk in, I'm the only black person. They see I'm black first before and I you say don't see a word. That they're white. Yes, I do, okay. and I and I acknowledge but, that. But guess what? When I walk in a room, I don't look at life that way. So <clears throat> I don't look at life that way. But this I don't is, look at. Oh, I'm the only black. I, we, no, I didn't I'll say that. Joke about I didn't it. say it. I'll make a I, joke about it. I didn't say it. that. I'm just saying. Uh, white people run away from this conversation that we have right Not now. Not all white people. Th- this guy doesn't. That's Dennis. But that's Dennis. He's just Dennis. Now we know but, that about so him. So are you grouping white people as a whole? To, wait, hold on, hold on. White, you grouping white people as a whole to say that white people as a whole don't have these conversations? I would, I would disagree with you. I think, I think when you look at the political realm, yeah, some of the people may not like to have that conversation. But I know a ton of white people, Valon, a ton of white people, and. Of course. Uh, they don't. Me too. Yeah. You know, the first thing I say to it, well, there's one guy at the cigar shop. My. Mm. Oh, Soon my as I see him, we hug. <laughs> he got the impasse from me. Uh, oh. Yes. You gave but, him the impasse? Yes, I did. He, he's so cool. But he's not scared to talk about it. Yeah. Philip, I'm going to take you when we get back for a break. I'm going to take Eduardo first, then you, Philip, because Phoner Bros. in, I guess, is, is in now. Yes. Listen to the black and right. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. We have to be unrelenting in recognizing that we have done the impossible. A part of the miseducation is the failure to recognize the strength of our resilience, the strength of our transcendence, the power that we've had to operate in spite of all that America has done. We still too often feel that we must go to them to ask permission to be us. I can't believe that these people that are Warnock? forcing me to agree with Warnock. Vilan, okay. Here's my thing, though. Who did the Democrats appoint for Speaker of the House? Jeff, where's all this black pushdown when 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 these when when blacks are rising to the highest offices of the land? Think about this. Tell me, tell me where black people cannot cannot prosper, where they cannot do great things. It's only one. I don't give a damn what other black people think about me. 
It's only one person that can explain this better than me, and I already phoned the bro. You said you're going toward Eduardo yeah, first. And because he, because he's going to go back, just like Warnock. What happened to us? What's happening to us now? I want to talk about greatness, about the black greatness now. You know, what happened, happened. But what are we doing now? What did our government, America is the greatest country, because guess what? We righted our wrongs. Their country still, even in Africa, that are still holding our brothers and sisters in chains. Well, you asking for it. I don't care. Eduardo. Yeah, hello. I'm watching, uh, as I'm holding, listening to you guys, uh, these people in the media getting very excited that the president's going to be in El Paso tomorrow. (laughs) So racism reflects the uh, criticism. So we don't talk about issues like crime and illegals coming in and poor education. That's why racism in the spearhead of the Democratic uh, speaking point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's in the last four, four. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're doing, Milan. I know, I know the conversation that you're trying to, 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 to create. And I, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I think what's wrong with it is it's, it's – thanks so much for calling us, Eduardo. Thank you. I think it's still, it's still taking us back to what – our buddy Phil from Blue Island, welcome to Black and Right, continues to do. Take us back. What's up, Phil? No, I'm not I'm not understanding what's wrong with the fact of knowing history uh and not wanting to repeat the same mistakes okay. over and over again. I mean, you were just talking about the insanity of 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 the, the whole the definition of insanity. But but my problem with this conversation, real quickly, Eric Holder just asked the question of us being cowards just to talk about race. And I'm listening to you, John, and and, and your anger. Anger? Your, Passion, maybe? Ain't no anger here, brother. No, I, well, I, I'm sensing anger. No, it's passion. I'm sensing a sense of, okay, I'm, I'm sensing. You, you, you can't tell me. It's no, anger. You, you can't tell me okay, what my emotion is. Wait, time out, time out. Wait, time out. Uh, Phil, 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 hold on. To Phil, influence hold on. black people Phil, hold on. to forget about the past. Okay, he's not listening, so i got to put him on hold. Phil, you cannot tell me what emotion I'm emitting. That's not your job. I'm telling you it's not anger, it's passion. Now, Continue. I just said I just repeated that. Go. So I'm just saying to you what I'm as an observer, as a listener, and as a repeat caller and repeat listener. Every time the conversation of race comes up, to you take a passionate offense <laughs> no. to anybody that talks about Black history that talks about African history, that talks about slavery and all of the ills of America. And you want to point to Obama, and now you want to point to Brother Hakeem Jeffries as being the Speaker of the House. He hasn't made it. But to be able to stand in that spot, spot, right. Okay. But, 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 but then Phil, you look Phil. at the Republican Party. Okay. And then what do you see on that side of the aisle? You got maybe three brothers on that side of the I wonder aisle. why. I wonder why. And I can't You ever been a Republican? I, you ever been a black Republican? And I don't 
and I, I don't. It doesn't matter. No, it See, matters. You want to go back to my past? No, it matters. No, I'm asking. You, I want. I, I asked you a question the other day, John. Go ahead. About this post you put up, and I said, "Well, where is the post that says how to win the black vote?" Hmm. And I said, when, "When you when you put it up and do not, that, what did no, I say?" No, you put Answer. it on me. When I put up, when I put up a post, or, or, or when I put up that type of a um, uh, set up that type of a organization or whatever meeting, then I then maybe that conversation was come up. Right. I wasn't asking you. Again, right? Wait, Phil, hold on, Phil, hold on. Because first of all, that's not my event. I'm going there to speak about education, uh, so that's not my event. That's that's number one. And well, let's finish this conversation when we get back from the break. You listening to Black and White Radio on AM five sixty? The answer. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM five sixty. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who's causing who's causing a lot of trouble and with the prosecutor, Dennis Rebelletti. Uh, I, I do take umbrage with something Phil said. To say that I, I get angry or uh, don't like to talk about black history or anything of that nature. Um, Valon, you are my witness. How much, I mean, my show, how much do we talk about black history? Issues. We my, oh wait, my problem is not the, the, the talking about black history. My problem is being stuck in a mentality that says black people, the only way they prosper is through government. My problem is that we have these issues and, 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 that, and that, 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 that the, the left continuously says black people are oppressed. Where is the oppression? My, you know, the only oppression that I've ever had is through my is is right here, as I said on Sean's hand, Sean Thompson's show. It's right between these ears, my brain, my mind. That's where I get oppressed, and I fight through that and push through that. Black people are great. I, how many times have I said that? Uh, a thousand. Yes. But go ahead. Phil. I only have one. Oh, I only have one thing to say before Phil starts talking. For now on. I'm going to do two name callings, and it's only because it's a description when it comes to the white people. I'm going to start calling white people ostriches and turtles. So you can take your pick. An ostrich ostrich puts his head in the sand and waits for danger to go away and hopes for it to go away. A turtle retreats to its safe space in his shell. And my proof is we only have one caller, Eduardo, that called in about race. But it was a deflection. You know, but he's, he's 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 Latino. It doesn't matter. It's still it was it was the deflection. I want direct conversation about race, and not one white caller has called in to do it. So that proves my point. I, Phil, I, Phil, I, it's on you, brother. All, I don't think it proves your point. It proves my point. <laughs> uh oh. Well, this kind of illustrates the point that when it comes to uh, the courage and the willingness to talk about. Something that you probably don't know anything. I don't think a lot of white people really invest enough time into taking black history courses to learning about Ethiopia and all of the struggles and and, and other places like um, King Leopold and, and what he did to the Congo. I mean, and they're chopping off children's arms because they weren't, um, um, I think they were, cold, or whatever, rubber or whatever they were, uh, um, they were getting out of uh, out of Africa, and all. I mean, the, the, the millions of people that were killed. 
So if you're not invested in learning about this type of history and the things that Europeans have done in Africa and Phil, then Phil. filling human cargo Okay, I'm not going to let you filibuster. I'm not going to let you filibuster. Who says I don't well, know about this stuff? But but you 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 make you 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 don't think I I'm a I'm a student of learning. I'm a student of history. History is my favorite subject. It's been my favorite subject for forever. So for you to say I I do know about this. Guess what? White people know about this too. I've had real good conversations. But Dennis Rebelletti knows about this type of stuff. We've had these type of conversations. He hasn't said anything. You know what, Phil? I'm the only state representative who stood up for John Anthony when they called him a half on the House floor when he was called a half by a person of color. And you should go look at the tape, Phil. If we have to find the CD-ROM of it, I will. While staffers were laughing and representatives were laughing, look at that side of the floor. There's no color over there. I can't rem- you remember how it went, John? Yeah. And here we are with people of color, with women. Nobody ran around talking about their ethnicity. No. But it was called out, and it was a joke. It was a joke. Well, let me, so don't tell me about who stands up for right. whom. I was the one who rose on behalf of the gentleman from I Kendall County. No, 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 sir. No, no, no. Where were you, Phil, when that happened to him? Where was everybody that was there to defend John and his proper person for having earned an opportunity to represent 108,000 people? Where was everybody at? I demanded from a black uh, speaker, I believe our Turner Jr. was in the chair, I demanded an apology. Yeah. And it was not funny. It's not a joke. No. So when a Republican person of color steps up that they should be demeaned they should be called okay so so what 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 verlon is speaking about on about the sister uh Jean, uh jean pierre yeah speaker a spokesperson being um uh, demeaned by a fellow radio personality on this show uh do you agree or disagree with that you shouldn't demean anybody right. you want to judge somebody okay, on their uh, you. Uh, you want to demean somebody you, if you want to argue policy, don't ever confuse policy with personal ad hominem attacks. Hmm. I always told people on the House floor when I was there, and I was a, a floor leader and assistant minority leader, nothing I ever said on that House floor was personal. Yeah. It's policy differential. It's your job. I don't. I so, knew many of those people personally. Let me ask you another question. Do you think John is representative of someone who should be speaking on the behalf of white people? Oh, God. John gets to speak on behalf of John Anthony. That's right. That's who he gets to speak on behalf of. Okay, just answer the question. But he was. He was was appointed and elected to speak on all people, which if you go to the blaze, you'll see what I said, that I said the same thing. I I was elected. You're you're confusing. No, I'm not confusing. I'm an Addison Township supervisor. I have the highest minority population in DuPage County in my township. That means I speak for all 89,000 residents. They voted for me. I speak for all of them. That's right. I'm speaking to you as a courageous white person because you're in the midst of this conversation. Right? And when we're talking about race, black and white issues, do you think John... Is representative right. speak for the whole of white Phil, people. Phil, Phil. See, this is and this is where you always get me wrong. I represent my faith, and and guess what? I represent anybody that believes in that too. We'll be we'll be right back. 
the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Maybe Welcome I'm back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I want to get straight to this. You can cut the music. Um, when it comes to who I represent, and, and, and I don't care who gets mad at this, my faith leads everything. Everything in how I look at life. And I don't, and, and I'm going to say this for line, mm-hmm. I don't look at the race of people to determine if I'm going to rep. And, and I think it, a, lot, a lot of it has to do because I've been a servant leader in a lot of different areas, being a police officer, being an elected official. So I look at the world from a different perspective than most people. Um, have I been called in, in the N word? Yes. Have I been, have I felt racism? Yes. But the, what I do that's different from somebody like Phil, I don't sit there and, 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 and allow it to consume me. I guess what I go and I change everywhere I go. I bring the change of where I go. You, you know, when I was a cop, you know, when I was in Champagne. You know, they say, oh, I was one of five officers. When I was in Kendall County, I was one of two black officers. I brought the change and I represented any and everybody. I don't look who I represent. I represent the human race because that's what my, the, the, the that's what my savior did when he died. He didn't die just for black people. Mm-hmm. He died for the he died for everybody. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I'm going to take up that mentality when it comes to representing people. Because guess what? As Ken, as Ken Duncan always says, all skin folk ain't kin folk. <laughs> oh, man. You know, just because you black doesn't mean that you're my friend mm-hmm. or that you, you represent the interests that I represent. Yep. You know, I know black, I know white, I know Asian, I know Latino. And guess what? Within those groups, there's a lot of good people, but there's some snakes too. Oh, yeah. So who I represent, you don't get to determine who I represent. Hmm. I do that. I get, I tell, I, I decide who I want to represent. Right. Because guess what? You can say, John, you don't represent me. And I'm okay with that. Dennis, you can say that. And Dennis, just to speak about you, you've done a lot of, you've worked with the Black Hawks. You and Kwame Raul and LG Sims, you guys did some, there was a lot of stuff you couldn't vote for, but a lot of stuff you helped them and helped them uh, craft it out. Am I right or am I wrong? That's right. And so I worked with every caucus. I, I, I My job as a state representative, as it is as a township supervisor, is to work with like-minded people to do the best I can on behalf of the people that I represent I, LaShawn Ford and I are friends. Yes. Kwame Raul and I are yes. friends. LG and I are friends. We worked on a number of criminal justice reforms, which I don't like to even put that in the same term as, oh, you're, you're, that's helping out the black community. Right. I, we, I've worked with Monique Davis. Yeah. Mary Flowers. Yeah. But I established personal relationships with these people, so I understood them. I understood their communities. I understood where they're coming from. I took the time to invest myself so that I wasn't, as they portrayed me as this rich white guy from Elmhurst that could never understand anything outside the borders of DuPage County. That's right. How short-sighted is that, John? Well, you're a former prosecutor, Dennis. Yeah. How many times was I called the racist 
because it's all I did. I was a white prosecutor who locked up people of color, which was nonsense. Yeah, right, right. But that doesn't matter because you work through that, and you work and you you forge relationships and you come together. And there are a number of Democrats that are still on that General Assembly that will tell you this, that I would work with them on legislation I knew was going to pass. They knew I would vote no, but you want to make things better for all people yeah, of the I state agree. or your county. Real quick. Hey, the Real two quick. callers, Kip, Zach. Now that's what I was just going to oh, say. Oh, hey, hold on. Hey, uh, Zach, I definitely want you to hold the line. Uh, we got to go to break. It's a, it's a long break, but I'll please hold the line. I really want to take your call, Zach. Uh, you're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. Hour three. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back, hour three, black and white radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm telling you, if you missed the first two hours, head over to 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast, that way you don't miss any episode of black and right radio. Follow me on all the social media platforms at black and right radio, share the feed, tell your friends about us, Uh, we... Uh, I'm not afraid to talk about anything. Um, as you heard that, I got a little animated in the last hour because um, these are important discussions. And I, I think what Phil forgot is we're having the conversation. Mm-hmm. Anybody else on this station having this conversation no, like us? For not long? at all. Not at all. Anybody having these conversations? Now, why do you think I'm calling people turtles now? Yeah. And okay. ostriches. Now, I want to I get Zach and Kip off the line. Then we got to hit some Illinois stuff. Okay. Um, uh, about some stuff that that's happened here while we were all sleeping. Um, <laughs> let's go to let's go to Zach first. Zach, welcome to Black and White Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing? doing well. How are you? Um, good. So I kind of want to just bring up the topic of um, maybe possible like racism within the system of incarceration uh, within the United States, and maybe your guys' views on that. Going to Dennis as a uh, view on uh, being a prosecutor and. I'm not familiar with the names. I'm a new viewer, but uh, That's fine. the other guy talked about um, being a police officer in the law. No, that was me. That was me. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to know, like, what do you guys think um, about, like, you know, racism within our system of incarceration or you know, within law enforcement? Well, here I'll talk to uh, from the side of the, the prosecutorial side, which is, look, when you're prosecuting, you're only prosecuting the cases that are brought in before you. And I made this comment, and John and I were talking about it off the air, that gang members are predominantly people of color. That's, it's a very simple fact. So they're going to have a lot more contact within the system, and therefore when you're running illicit activity, you're going you're to have a higher amount of contact with the population. So that's one thing. But at the end of the day, the, the system I, it's hard to watch how, how systemically racist the system is when right now we have... 
uh, people at all levers of the government that are people of color. So I, I don't understand sometimes if you're what, what you know what what you're saying or what people believe is the right amount of people of any ethnicity right. or any group that are supposed to be. So one of the biggest arguments I used to make when I was a state representative was about the traffic stop data being recorded. And the reason I always said that is because it, when I was a Will County prosecutor, depending where a police officer worked, they're going to see more people that are more black people, more Latino people, it, it, more transient people mm-hmm. because they're going to work or going to the next town. And that's who they're dealing with. And I was actually pulled it up. I sent John a copy of the, the transcripts from this is in 2012. So these these conversations are ongoing. Now, if, if a police officer pulls somebody over because they're driving while black, that's one thing. If, if you're, you're, you're pulling somebody over because their plate's suspended and then things go from there, that's another thing. But the one thing I always focused on was following the law, following where the investigation takes you. And there are times that the investigations were poor and people went free. That means all people. And there are times, and, I will, and I've told this to John and Verlon, that one of the things that I remember as a narcotics prosecutor, we found out that drug dealers were setting up other drug dealers. Yeah. And instead of letting that drug dealer who was set up illegally sit in custody, I stayed after work for about three or four hours to make sure he got out. Now, I, the guy was a bad dude, but he's not supposed to be in custody. So you're supposed to always follow people's legal constitutional rights. That's what your job is. And let the system work itself out. It's supposed to work. And it's imperfect. But it works. Yeah. Okay. Did that answer your question? That, yeah. yeah. So then really, do you think we should be um, addressing the issue of like, poverty in like communities in regards to crime? You know what? Rather than attacking the actual, you know. This is what this is. A, what he's saying is legit. This is an argument that's made by the left all the time. If, if it wasn't so much poverty and poor people and people living in bad conditions, it'd be less crime. You know, like if you had more money in your pocket, you had a nice car, you, you, you know, you could raise your family in the right way. They won't grow up to want all of these things that they see on TV, that they see Jay-Z and Beyonce have. They long for these things if they weren't living in squalor and, and poverty. So that's, a, that's, that's an argument made by the left. And I can tell you this, sir, that as a prosecutor, when you lock up somebody's grandfather and you lock up their father and then you lock up the grandson and you know the family, it's a terrible thing to see because you want to you break the cycle. You don't want to see that Correct. happen. That's my mentality. And so that, to me, is nothing to do about, well, I, I, you know, I, just, I, I did the job to lock people up. It was not only to protect the community but to divert and help those people who could be helped. And that's where I've always been a strong advocate for mental health funding, substance abuse funding, so that any person who needs help can walk into a facility on demand and say, look, I I need help right now, not be put off for two weeks or four weeks. So let's see, that will help. But when you have generational people that have been raised in gang families, that's the life that they know. And that's the unfortunate part of it. I've seen it, and I know John has seen it from the law enforcement perspective, and I know that, that Verlon and John have different upbringings than mine, but what we all understand, we were all raised to do the right thing, take care of your family, to, and I think we need to get back to that basics. How do we restore people to good Correct. citizenship, no matter what stage of the process that they are in? Yeah, and you know, I, I, there's, there's a lot of uh, black talking heads that don't like this, but it, Larry Elder has it right. 
um, there's a lot of fatherlessness yeah. in the black community. That's true. And people don't want to have a, have that conversation. No. no. Um, that structure that a father brings, that, that discipline that a father brings. Um, I know my son, when I was, my son was living, he was terrified to death to do anything illegal because he knew that I would get up on his butt. Right, right. You know, he would, he knew that. You know, he knew he couldn't go out and do things that other people wanted to do or right. did do. So I hope that answered your questions. And thank you so much for listening, and I hope you continue to listen. That was, a, that was very. Those are two very thoughtful questions. Thank you so much, Zach. Let's go to Kip. Kip Stillman. What's up, Kip? Hey, uh, it's nice hearing you guys out there. Thank you, brother. All right, listen. I'm going to get to it real quick. And am I echoing on you guys? We got no. You. Go ahead. Good. Go ahead. All right. Well, anyway, uh, listen. Uh, well, all my on. All our, my color-coordinated brothers out there, what are we going to do as Americans in order to save our America from all the bad things that have been going on in, within our country, especially the last two, three years? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think we, we, I don't think anybody can do anything if they're not mad enough to get off their butt and go out there and vote. I've been t- I was trying to look it up, and I, I seen it, but then I had stuff that I had apathy. to do. In the- You're right, voter apathy. Yeah, because I had some stuff that I had to get loaded up for my commentary, but I was trying to see how many people voted for J.B. Prister and how many people voted for Darren Bailey. If, say, 4 million people voted, I'm just going to throw in a number out there. It was close to that. It was about 4 million? Wasn't, okay. wasn't, wasn't that around, right around the number? Okay, say 4 million people voted. It's 12.5 million people in Illinois. That means 8.5 million people were not upset enough to vote this man out. I don't care how much cheating you do. I don't care how many ballots you harvest. I don't care what you do. If four more million people got off their butt and voted, they can't cheat. But guess what? J.B. Prister is still governor, so that you're not upset enough. Right. They're, and, they're, the people are not upset and enough. And Hugh Hewitt, I always go back to his book. If it's not close, they can't cheat. That's right. That's just the reality of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, thanks so much, Kip. Um, All right, how's it going? All right. All right, let's pivot. Um, <laughs> Representative, um, you and I both remember. I, I had Todd Vandermite on, on, on the line yesterday when I filled in for Dan on the, on the Chicago Morning Answer. And I remember sitting in the back of a room. It was Todd, myself, Eddie Sullivan, and then the other Democrats. You know, as you know, I dealt a lot with the Second Amendment issue, gun issues while I was in the House. And I remember them saying back then, we're not coming for your guns. We're not coming for your guns. We're not coming for your guns. Um, Senate Bill 2226 comes for our guns, Representative. And they said that they... They were not going to do a registry. We would, oh, we're not trying to do a registry. We're not trying to do a registry. Um, 2226, if you have an AR-15, you now have to register. Hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't even paying attention to the time. Uh, we're going to deal with this, and we're going to deal with the, the abortion. They've, they've, they've uh, strengthened abortion. And guess what? What? Kids having gender reassignment oh. surgery. We're going to tackle this. We're going to deal with this. You're listening to Black and Red Radio on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. <laughs> you feel the light, the thunder. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Rihanna, let's get it. 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 Rihanna, let's get it.
talking about literally people dying from gun deaths. So I don't really know how to explain that if you don't understand no, I the understand. harm. Well, it I understand. doesn't sound I'm, like What I understand, Representative, is that you're going after my Second Amendment rights. You're asking me to surrender, if you, to if register. You are a, no one's surrendering weapons. If you are a lawful gun owner, yes. continue to be a lawful gun owner. This oh. legislation doesn't change that. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right. Representative, um, you and I both know. You give the left an inch, they take country miles. And they're willing to go inches until they can get their country miles. They will start a bill 15, 20 years ago to get it passed 15, 20 years later. They are okay with incremental change. That's how they get stuff done. They believe in incremental change. They push, they prod, they find out the parameters, how far they can go. Uh, I've seen it. You and I both seen that, Representative. Um, this bill, Senate Bill 2226, um, does it come from your guns or not, Representative? I'm still trying to figure out what the problem is that it solves. Yeah. And having been somebody who was a prosecutor who worked in different state and federal task forces to remove illegal weapons, John. Yeah, we were both on that task force. But we talk about illegal weapons. We're talking about weapons themselves aren't illegal. Mm -hmm. The people who are allowed to possess them, that's what makes something illegal. So we always talk about gun violence, right? And we're talking about, we're not talking about murder, a human being killing another human being without justification. The gun is the portion of violence. I've said this on your show before. Less than 2% of the uh, guns that are used in crimes in the city of Chicago would qualify under, quote-unquote, assault weapons. Yeah. A, 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 a rifle or shotgun that looks like a military-style weapon is not that. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is this is a, a constant drumbeat. And remember, there was a federal assault weapons ban. Yeah. Henry Hyde was one of the deciding votes, a yeah. very staunch Republican. Uh that that changed nothing. And we're going to see this happen. And then we'll go on to talk about, well, we were we were able to stop it here. But what about all the illegal guns coming in from all these other states? And it's their fault. Let's go back to the real problem, John, the task forces that you and I have been on and from our law enforcement capacities, gangs, guns and drugs, drugs. used to protect that those criminal enterprises. That is it. So why isn't the federal government here? I used to, when we were, when I was a narcotics prosecutor, organized crime prosecutor, the federal government would come in and say, give us all your repeat gun offenders. We're taking all these cases federally. Yeah. These are your bad people, mm-hmm. John. Now, we, it's, it's, people are so used to, well, uh, this guy got released from Cook County bond. He's bond on bond on bond. He's electronically monitored, and, and that's, then we're surprised when there's a murder. Right. So the answer is, what will this, let's assume this passed. Mm-hmm. What would be different next year on January 1st when this would take place? I'll tell you. A law-abiding law gun owner will become a criminal. Right. And your constitutional right, if you choose to exercise it or not, would be diminished. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Hey, hey Rep, Rep, listen. I'm looking at a picture of it. <laughs> you know the shell bill they used? Do you know the name of the shell bill was? What is it? Listen to this. The amusement ride safety. There we go. <laughs> Think about that. That's the shell bill that they use, that they pulled it from the other bill. So you know what a shell bill is, right? Mm-hmm. Representative, explain what a shell bill is. Shell bill is a bill that starts out as one thing, and then it's gutted. All the language is taken out, and it becomes something completely different. So it's passed different. in one, one chamber. It's moved around. Yeah. It's either There are bills that have nothing in them that are passed back and forth. 
to each chamber. So they're, you, they're really, it's like the Jerry Seinfeld episode. I, ha- I had them. The bill's about nothing. Yeah. But they sit in position to be ready to be passed if there's an emergency. Correct. So here we are with bills that are set up, ready to be passed, that are now about to uh, take away the people's rights under the Second Amendment uh, to possess certain firearms. Well, this isn't nothing new. I mean, before the black guy, McDonald, took it to the Supreme Court in in Chicago, Cook County, and every other county. Yeah, that was handguns, though, right? It, it was all guns. I thought it was... It, it, I thought it was... Cause it, was all it was all guns. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't have a gun. In, in, in uh, Chicago, right? In Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook County. The, oh, McDonald. Yeah, McDonald, right? The black guy. His family are they? They are amazing people. Uh, Daughter, you met him? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's cool. They are amazing people. Now, downstate, you know, in in uh, downstate Illinois, you can still have a rifle and stuff like that because it's rural. It's rural down there. Oh, no, but, no, no, no. This bill. So we were talking with Todd Vanderbilt. I'm talking yeah. about the old. I'm oh, talking okay, about the old okay, law. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they can't have a shotgun. Uh, no, uh, you know, no, and they, and they no, have acres no. of land. If this bill passes, Todd Vandermeer listed a number of shotguns right. that will be outlawed if should this bill pass in the Senate and JB Pritzker. And JB Pritzker was there at the at the passage in the House. I was talking to um, State Representative Marty um, Marty McLaughlin from um, Barrington area. Uh, he said he's only seen J.B. Prisco on the House floor twice. One when the WNBA came and that bill. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and that bill and that bill right there. Listen, but we all know their ideology. Yeah. They think all guns are bad, and if you don't have one, you can't hurt anybody, and only government officials, whether it's police officers or some kind of army ranger, they should be able to hold so, guns and that's So it. here's the question. So let's remove all that protection that's down there in Springfield and see what happens oh. in Springfield, State um, Representative Rebelletti. What do you think will happen? Well, it's interesting. These are the same people who want to defund the police. Mm-hmm. Then we're surprised that crime went up. Yeah. Uh, you've seen a number. When I helped to write the concealed carry legislation and negotiated with the Democrats and Speaker Madigan at the time, that this was going to become the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Every other state had concealed carry, but this place is going to be up for grabs. Yeah. Which it isn't. No. How many times have you seen in the last week where people who carried concealed weapons licensed properly yep. defended themselves right. when they were being carjacked? It was just in the news. Just in the news. Just in the news. Shopping at the mall. Yeah. Happened in Indiana well, at my mall. Well, uh, you can't have a gun in the mall here. John, right? you know who the largest growing contingent of concealed carry license holders Black are, right? Black people. Black people and women. Yeah. You know, you know what? Um, my, Gary Gary Carr, who um, I'm going to get him and his company to do the shoot or don't shoot. We're going to do that. Okay. Gary Carr, if you listening, hit me up after the show. I really want. Uh, he's also um, he he um, he's a sponsor of AM560. Oh, okay. So he, he's at Freedom Summit. Every I know. Year. I met him. I, 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 if you're listening, he's going to help me get the CPR card. But the following week, my job did it. And so now I, oh, nice. I got my CPR card again. Nice. Yeah. But but this bill, I think and you're right. When you look at you look at where, where the crime is, the shootings, uh, as, and, and now Rebelletti, they're moving outside of the south and 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 west sides of Chicago. Look, these, you know the, the gangs run in enter a criminal enterprise. That's why RICO has been used in a state, mostly federal prosecutions. They are all over the state. They're all over the country. You have to go after the gang members. Remember, we couldn't even forfeit guns and property. Remember in the city of Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot wanted to be able to forfeit money and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And everybody came up and said, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Because what do gang members do? They take all their proceeds and they give them to their aunt and their grandmother and their girlfriend and everybody else. That's how they hide the money. You know how I know that? Because I worked at doing that type of law. Right. 
following where the money is hidden. And that's what happened in L.A. when they was driving tanks through people's houses. They were taking houses, cars. And, and guess what? It was their mother, grandmother's house. It had been in the, uh, in the family for three generations. And that's what led to more poverty in the black community. Cause, because the grandson might have been dealing drugs. But guess what? If they found it in your house in a raid, they take the house, the car, your money, your father's bank account, your grandmother's bank account. And that led to black people living in more poverty. The 4th of July shooting was horrendous. It was terrible. You can't find anybody that will agree anything right. differently. What could have been done to stop it? would have been the state police, and looking at that information, all the information that was from Highland Park, was all that processed correctly? Yeah, no. We don't know. I'm assuming it yeah. wasn't, but that's the type of stuff that really can make an make a difference. And again, on-demand mental health services. Now that's the, in, my, in my humble opinion, what we're dealing with today is a mental health crisis. When you look at all of the, remember Tinley Park, you, look, where, I mean, um, Name another uh, other than um, um, uh, Aurora, Mercy, uh, Sable, Sable Oaks, and, and New Lenox, um, Elgin. Name any are there any is there are there any downstate mental health facilities anymore? Well, Tidley Park isn't even open. You That's know, what I'm saying. It's closed. Here we closed all of that. I think Elgin's still available on a very small scale, but you don't have anything. No, and so. We pretended that we were going to move all the state stuff out to the private sector. What yeah. did we do? We cut funding. Yeah. We cut reimbursement. And now there's nothing out there to help. And now, the, now, now those people who were in these facilities are in our highest offices in the land. Now. That's right. That's what government should do is help those folks out. Yeah. You're listening to Black and Right. Janelle, hold the line. I'll take you when we get back from break. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Don't put the blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. I want to give a shout out to Shannon Adcock from Awake, Illinois. Um, Today's her birthday, so Shannon, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Shannon Adcock. Um, I'm also going to be part of a panel that she's putting together um, in Natasca. Uh, the uh, Awake Illinois and Moms for Liberty Illinois Advocate Workshop. Uh, check it out. Register at awakeillinois.com, www.awakeillinois.com. I cannot wait for this event. Uh, it's going to be uh, Ted Dabrowski, my guy, Rob Cruz, Helen Levinson, uh, Chris Faulkner, Senator Darren Bailey is going to be there. Are you serious? Yeah, Charlie O'Neill. It's uh, Saturday, January 14th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mm. So you, you're not going to be here, though. Nope. You bum. What day is this going to be? Uh, Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah, you'll be gone. How right? you going to do the show? I'm, I'm going, I'm right at, it's, in that t- it's right down the street. Okay, but, it, okay, okay. It's literally right down the street. Yeah, but you said it's going to be 10 to 4. I won't be there until 4. Okay. I'm I'm part of a panel. I mean, I, I, get, I get up to speak. You know, I'll stay, I'll get there, you know, and then hang You're out. You're going to have to leave early. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, I got you. All right, let's go uh, to the phone lines. Janelle, what's going on? <laughs> Hey, John. I'm just laughing right now because Berlin sounds absolutely panic-stricken with the thought of maybe getting stuck by himself over there. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I, I would love to do it. No, what it is is the reason I won't be here next Saturday because my daughter's having a a, a, a baby shower slash gender reveal party. So I'm gonna be. Oh. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Well, in- that's not really fair to the baby because that baby isn't old enough to decide. 
what they want to be. So no, I don't tr- trust trust me. My daughters don't play that. She's just I don't need what, what she what she's doing is she's withholding the gender of the baby from all of us. And uh-huh. when and then once we all show up, the whole family show up because we're going to be in Horton, Michigan. Once the family shows up, she's going to announce. Yeah. What gender the baby is? She's not picking uh, the gender. Not, no, it's not like it's uh, nothing uh, like uh, that. Uh, Verlani- I know. I have just messed with you. Verlani. Oh, okay. You're not gonna have one of those dangerous reveals where it all goes wrong and you see people get hurt and stuff. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Trust me. I I know the gender, and my oh, daughter. You know. my, my daughter was upset because my oldest. She only revealed it to oh, one to her oldest snitches. daughter, and my daughter called me. My oldest uh, daughter. Called so me what's going me. on, Janelle? <laughs> what do I owe the honor? I was just calling because to go back to that whole Second Second Amendment um, rights being stripped away from us in Illinois. Um, my whole family, they hunt. We've always had guns around our house growing up in my dad's farm. Um, I don't carry a gun just because I would have probably shot my husband by now. Wow. I would not have made that. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but honestly, my grandfather was, uh, uh, he was in um, Poland back, you know, during World War II. And the first thing that uh, Hitler did, and they don't teach yeah. kids this anymore, unfortunately. Because you can't talk about it anymore, that's why. The first thing <laughs> he did was disarm a nation. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what our children don't understand. A lot of adults don't even understand it. Well, because because once, because, because the culture says you can't even have the conversation of how much of a monster he was and what he did um, and killing yeah. so many Jewish people. He, he was a monster. Yeah. That's true. You know. But see, nowadays they my teach. Pa- my grandfather was taken out of his home. He had a two-year-old and his first wife. And literally, they came to the door. They had guns. He had nothing. He had nothing to protect himself. He never saw his two-year-old son again or his first wow. wife. Oh, wow. See, now- uh, we found out. He came here in 52, and they found out in 67. She was still alive and well in that house. But he wasn't allowed to go back after um, the war ended. He spent five years in a displaced persons camp where he met my grandmother, conceived my mom. Yeah. And they said, if you go back, that whole town is plundered, most likely, and you'll never see her again. Well, it was one of the only towns, the only villages that wasn't. Yeah. And they found out in 1967. So, so, very sad story. So, um, Janelle, um, have, you, did you, have you heard about Senate Bill 1534? Of course. So, Senate Bill 1534 passed in the Illinois House 6741, right? Let me let me. Yeah, we know who uh, voted for it. Though. Yeah, wait, uh, hold on, Janelle, because uh, uh, I want to read these out. Hold on, I'm just going to put you on hold because I want to read these off and I'll bring you back. This is what it does. It allows non-medical doctors, physicians, assistants, nurse practitioners, midwives to perform surgical abortions. Allows anyone to receive over-the-counter contr- birth control without a doctor or pharmacist prescription. Minors could receive a surgical abortion from a non-doctor paid for by the taxpayer in a clinic that is not held to the same standards as other medical facilities and their parents never have to know. If a doctor loses their license for illegally performing an abortion in another state, they can come to Illinois and get a medical license anyway. Think about that. The bill requires community colleges and universities to make emergency contraception accessible for purchase in at least one vending machine on each campus at a cost no greater than $40. And here's the one, here's the one part that I think is the most egregious. The bill will also require Illinois insurance plans to cover gender-affirming medication to be covered without copay or deductible to any person without age restrictions and no requirement for parental notification. What do you think about wow. that, Janelle? 
Well, you know, I, I know where this is headed, and I already started writing it down the wall with um, everything that they're doing in the schools as young as sixth grade. Yeah. They're setting this entire stage up to normalize all of this. They They're really sex are. obsessed in the public school. They really They're are. They're trying to get to the children as young as kindergarten to teach them the most repulsive things. So none of this surprises yeah. me. Janelle, thanks so we much for calling us. Back. Thanks so much for calling us. I re- really appreciate right. it. Um, hope to see you Saturday the 14th. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Um, We've had a very lively day today. (laughs) But, Representative, you you just heard what I read. Relon, you heard what I read off as far as the Senate bill. Uh, Please, please, people, go out and, 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 and... Talk to your people about this. Senate Bill 1534. Can I I interject here, John? Yeah, go ahead. Let's not talk about the contents of the bill. Let's get the people that are listening out here to actually now get involved in local school elections and your local elections that are nonpartisan for the most part. Find your Republicans that are there. There, I, I get calls all the time. I do election law stuff to keep people on the ballot or take people off the ballot that are, have not been filed correctly. Do your due diligence. The fight starts here now. Yeah. We talked about it for a while when you hosted the show. The fight starts here. Yeah. Let's not complain about what this bill is going to do. People voted for this. Unfortunately, overwhelmingly voted, voted for it. But you've got to start somewhere. So now the beachhead is at the school districts, yeah. city hall, you name it. Guess what? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh. Except... This is being done during lame duck session with people who will no longer be held accountable. Well, uh, agreed. They also pass a twenty percent raise for themselves yeah. when nobody yeah. was paying eighty-five thousand dollars. That's not a bad. That's I'm not sorry. bad. Ahead, if you I'm can sorry. get it. Guess what? You know when when I had you in here, I, I was supposed to have Ricky in here too, right? Guess why he told me he wasn't here? Why is that? He fell asleep after going down to the school boards to help people get elected. Of course. So he was tired. So the left is doing what you yes. s- are saying we should do. Right. The left is doing it already. There are people doing it on on, on our side, though. I understand that. Um, Awake is one of them. Awake, uh-huh. Illinois. They're, 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 school boards is everything to them, you know, well, to you, your point. But where do you fight back? Right. Where do you start? You have to start somewhere. Yeah. The Democrats have always plotted along. Progressives plot along. They test the waters. They win. They gain territory, move forward. We can scream and yell on these microphones. Yeah. The people could scream and yell at home. Or while they're driving in the podcast, listen to the podcast. Now in April, where will you be? Yeah. Because the Democrats are still going to get those mail-in ballots sent to them. (laughs) And we're going to be learning about how that even impacts local elections. Yeah. So people do not have, have, they have zero reason to not vote in April. Yeah. And, and then all the, the, the Democrats went in April. People will call, and what will they tell you guys? Well, I didn't think my vote would matter. <laughs> no, they cheated. <laughs> it's, no, they, it's, it's, it's stolen. It's, it's cheated. It's set up. We can blame and rationalize till we're blue in the face that you got to start somewhere. Take your school board back. They take 80% of your property taxes. They spend that money to educate yep. children. They pay contracts, they build things, they do all kinds of stuff. We need more people that are yeah. paying attention to get involved. And you know why that's important? Because where are you mostly affected by in government? Local elections. 
I, I get people look at, look to the you know state rep elections and but township government, right. uh, county government. Uh, th- think about this with this gun bill that that they just passed. There are seventy counties in the state of Illinois that passed a two A uh, uh, sanctuary. Uh, st- they have two A sanctuary status, meaning. No matter what the state does, the sheriff has said, like Adam Diss in, in LaSalle County, I got to give him a shout out. He's already said he's not sending his sheriffs out to do anything. See, this is where you're affected. This is what people really need to understand to, to your point, uh, Rebeletti, is that these local elections matter. And they're the poorest turnout elections that we have. Nobody comes out. Is he elected? Who? He's a, he's an elected sheriff. Yeah. Okay, well, see, that's why. Yeah. Some, some aren't. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, the point is, get out there and understand how you're affected mostly by local elections, mm-hmm. to your point. Rebel that's Lady. right. So so get out there and vote. Yeah. Stop complaining. This is how you fight back. This is the only way you can fight back. But please understand that vote by mail, when, when Democrats clicked on that, I'll take a vote by mail forever, that means... You will see more people voting in local elections mm-hmm. than ever before because now I have a ballot at my house yep. that I would never leave my house to yep. go and vote for yep. school board or library board. But these people are still levying. They're still still spending your money. They're the ones that are having drag queens come yeah. to the local yeah. libraries. Yeah. So if you don't like that, then step up and do something. The only thing it. is the Republicans don't have the money that the Democrats have to because, listen, you got to understand Mike Madigan and his mind. He knew Early voters, he knew who, anybody that was out early voting. So guess what? There was a, a ward worker or somebody, some precinct captain out there at that house. Hey, did you vote yet? I know, I understand that you got a mail in ballot. I mean, this is how this stuff works. <laughs> this is how Democrats. I mean, dude, they got a they they they're good with it. When That's it why they changed the vote by mail because you change the way and the mentality of how people vote. It's easier for them to vote, and therefore, voting is months now. You, you yeah. anybody who wants to vote can vote. Right. So yeah. that's we have to step up. We have to stop complaining about it. That's the state law. Get involved and do something about yeah. it. You mm-hmm. missed my my segment when I did. It's about the ballot, not the issues anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You, it's really not about issues anymore. It's about who can gather gather enough ballots to push a person over the over the finish line. Yep. But where are all these Republican mega donors getting involved in local elections? Yeah. The Republican Party should be finding people to run in these elections to bring conservative values and beliefs and grow a farm team because that's where Come you're on. going to find these people. But people don't want to do the hard work. You want to fix stuff from the top. You have to start at the bottom like the pyramid and start to build that base, bring new people in, bring people that have the desire and ability to change and want to fight the good fight. Where is that energy going to be at? Let's go help these people that have bravely put their name on the ballot because as somebody who had $5 million spent against them recently, I know how difficult it yeah. is to put your name in the arena. Yeah. you Did you, did you read my Illinois Needs a Mom post on Facebook? It I sounds did. like You it. know I don't have Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Robert, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back. I, I, I made a message saying that Illinois Needs a Mom, and then I explained how we went. How Amen, this is how we went. I'm building the bench. I said that. You know, I've, I've, how many times have I said that on you this show? Forever. You know, we'll be right back, guys. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Sub no. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Open up shop. Whoa. Welcome back no. to Black and Right. 
Let's go straight to the phone lines to Robert. Robert, welcome to Black and Right Radio. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? Good. Now, here's my prediction. You were talking about that terrible abortion law that's probably going to pass the state Senate and, and that gun law. Now, it's going to go to the Illinois Supreme Court. Now, two of the Supreme Court justices, as we know, were bought and sold by Governor Spaulding. Now, my question to you guys would be, could the U.S. Supreme Court pick this case up and call it unconstitutional by the state? This is going all the way to the U.S. US Supreme Court. I talked to Todd Vandermeer yesterday, and he said every pro-2A group is going to be joined on this, and they're all taking this straight to the courts. Good. Yeah, they're fighting. They're going to fight this tooth and nail. Good, that's good to hear, because I hate to say it, but I don't want to be a pessimist here, but that's where it's probably going to get yeah. defeated. Yeah. If the Supreme Court even picks it up. That's true. Thanks so much so, for calling, Robert. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I said before the break, I, I made this post, right? I, initially, I made a post that said, uh, change will cease to exist, Republicans. And everybody started coming out, oh, you want to change your morals and beliefs. And this is what I said. What is a mom? She's a uh, message, operation, and money. I learned this through the secret scroll John Reeves. He's been calling for Republicans to adapt to the changes of election day for years. He saw it coming and has been sounding the alarm that we must develop a robust early voting operation. Mom, it's getting dry in here. <laughs> I'm running out of water. It fell on deaf ears. I made a post last night that simply said, change or cease to exist, Republicans. Many immediately thought I was talking about compromising beliefs and values. I was speaking to change, changing how we operate. The game has changed and Republicans as a party have been left behind. If we don't change the tactics and operational structure, we will cease to exist. If we don't start engaging in the minority communities, we will cease to exist. If we don't start getting in the mud, we will cease to exist. If we don't stop playing into the hands of the Democrat Party by playing by their rules, we will cease to exist. I know some of you might not, might not like Trump. But he knew that the Dems knew the Republican playbook. Trump tore up that book and fought. He was barbaric at times with his delivery, but he was effective. He threw the Dems off because he didn't adhere to the worn tactics of Republican campaigning. He did get surprised by the mail-in ballots. I think most did, except John Reeves. What needs to be done? Throw out the playbook. Develop a deep bench, township, school board, and county board seats. Create a robust mail-in ballot and early voting apparatus. Stop being pigeonholed on social issues. Develop a social media campaign. Create a team of registrars. Fill as many precinct committee posts as possible. Create poll books for all 102 counties. You ever saw one? Create a Collar County plan to win it back. Support the candidate that comes out of the Republican primary. I know you might not like this one. And finally, understand your worth and importance in taking back Illinois. Illinois, engage or be ruled by lesser men. Rebel Eddie, what do you think? Uh, it sounds as if that's what the medicine people need to hear, John. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can either, as I tell people, you could still stay at the cemetery. The, the election's over. You could continue to mourn the loss. You can continue to complain. Now you need to adjust and adapt. Yeah. They did it. They did. This was a red state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're a former boss. <laughs> so, look, it, it's very simple. Elections swing back and forth. We talked about that, John, with the pendulum. Look, 
the districts are different now. Things are different. But if Republicans, do, oh, we don't trust the mail, yeah. and they're going to steal them. When you buy into that, and Trump is part of that, though, John. Yeah, that's he how was, we lost. We lost Georgia twice because of yep. that mentality. Yep. Uh, I get all kinds of junk mail gets to my house all the time. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, but. I, I like to still believe that if I put my ballot in, it can get there. Don't be afraid to vote by mail, but go out and vote no matter how you do it. We're too principled, and we're hanging on to the old ways, and as long as we do that, we're going to lose. That's true. DJ Pete, thank you so much for being on the boards. You did an amazing job today. I know we had a lot of calls. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much. Reveletti and I will be back here next week. Hopefully, I'll be in for, I don't know yet. I'll let you guys know. Uh, I'll be in for damn damn. Prof on Monday. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.